Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now My dudes, and welcome to the third episode of Comic Book History Lessons, where we talk about the history of some of your favorite hero stories and everything in between. How are you guys doing? Hope everyone is doing swell and have been. I mean, this life world has been crazy recently, but I hope you're taking care of yourself. Make sure to drink water, stay hydrated, um, enjoy some of the sunshine that we are getting during the springtime, and. Do the things that make you happy. First off, has anyone been keeping up with Falcon and Winter Soldier? Um, we just got done with episode five, and every episode you just get more and more, and it is so good. Um, also, like, what else came out? Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Um, are you Team Kong? I w- wish we could do like a survey on here. Uh, are you Team Kong or Godzilla? I personally am. A conger. I don't know if that is even a thing, but I am Team Kong. Um, but yeah, okay, so let's get started on what comics I've been reading this week. Uh, so for Marvel, uh, we have just wrapped up the King and Black series, which I love me some Donny Cates. I feel like this series has been going really, really long, though. What did it come out in January? Um, and here we are in April, and we just got issue five, but it has built up so well. I've been loving the tie-ins. Um, the Venom series has been <laughs> chef kiss. I love Eddie Brock and what they're doing with Dylan. Um, I'm excited to see what is in store for those characters. Also, Spider-Man Spider Shadows come, came out. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of Spider-Man coming or a lot of Spider-Man right now in general. But I love this issue. Um, if you are familiar with the What If series that came out and they stopped, they brought it back with this series of What If Spider-Man was Venom. Uh, and it was brilliant. I love it. I'm excited that it's going to be uh, four, four issues instead of just a one-shot that they used to be. In terms of DC... Uh, I've been loving the Joker. Uh, I know we're only on issue two, but that has been so good. I also want to highlight some of those independent books. I like going over what I wrote down. I realized that there is a trend here and I did not plan for that to happen. It just did. I promise I am okay and that things are going slow. I guess I just like darker material. I don't know. Okay, but let's just get started. You could, you could see that there's like, let me know later. Did you find the trend? All right. So the first one is called Cereal. Not like cereal, like Frosted Flakes, but Cereal. S E 
A-B-S-T-R-I-A-L, which is published by Abstract Studios. I'll be honest, I wasn't real familiar with Abstract Studios, but now I am. Um, this is written by Terry Moore, and this is the first issue to this new series. Uh, Terry Moore has a graphic novel called uh, Rachel Rising in Five Years, which is where the main character Zoe first is introduced from. So they took those char- or that character Zoe, and she is starting in this serial um, comic, which, holy moly, I didn't know what to expect, but it's... It was good. So I'm going to give you a little synopsis of what Abstract has on uh, like their website about what this is. So most of her life, and by her, they're talking about Zoe, has been spent on the run fighting the demon that lived within her, kept her young, and turned her into a serial killer. Now free of the demon, Zoe discovers her childhood friend is suspected of murdering her husband. Say what? Yeah, we're on issue two and... Love it. All right. The next one is called Stray Dogs, which is published by Image and is written by Tony Fleece. Stray Dogs is a five-issue miniseries um, from Image Comics. And uh, Image Comics, like also their little synopsis, says it is uh, Lady and the Tramp meets Silence of the Lamb. And I find that so extremely comical because kind of true so it is a serial killer who takes his victim's dogs as trophies like again what but it's so good guys i promise i'm okay i i I just like a lot of scary horror stuff like stephen king is one of my favorite authors um but i promise you i'm fine I, i i really didn't plan that that's just what i've been reading um, hopefully maybe next time I'll have like some happier stuff. Maybe I'll talk about, oh, Tony Fleece does write My Little Ponies, I think. So, you know, I haven't read it yet, but maybe that's a good one too. Um, sorry, I don't mean to get dark, but okay. Hi, welcome back. So that's what I've been reading this week. Uh, I, again, I wish there was like a little like chat function of what have you been reading? So find me on TikTok, find me on Instagram. Uh, let me know what you have been reading. Find me on Twitter. Uh, my TikTok is comics underscore and underscore cupcakes. My Instagram and my Twitter are ambrosia underscore Linda. So please reach out to me. Tell me what you've been reading. I, I also love recommendations. So please feel free, especially in the independent side of things, because there's so much out there. Um, and obviously now you know that I have a, a, a style, an area that I like to read. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on. So we are going to be jumping in where we left off in episode two. We are still in 1939. I know we're slow rolling, but we are going to be looking into the DC side of things. Before we get started, let's set the tone of 1939 again. So, hi you are teleported. Welcome to 1939. Uh, minimum wage was 30 cents an hour. The first Thin Mint cookie was baked by the company, the Girl Scout. And we just got the premiere of The Wizard of Oz. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Hi. I'm glad you are enjoying 1939. Okay. Now let's talk about 1939 in terms of the comic book realm. Today, we are going to be talking about one of the most famous and beloved superhero, Batman. 
our Batman who doesn't have actual superpowers, but is just a bad but martial art kicking amazing human with a utility belt, money, and really cool Batmobiles. Um, however, we are going to be talking about like some of my favorite Batman books. We'll get into that on another day. But we are going to be talking about the history of Batman, the creation of the Batman, the darkness of the Batman, because ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, theys and thems, we are going to get in some crazy stuff. Um, we are going to be talking about the co-creators of Batman and how it was created and all of the drama that one character could create. And I had no idea how in-depth it was. Um, and this is what my goal was with this podcast was to learn and to share the history of some of these most iconic characters because we go into those movie theaters, we read those comics, and I never really thought twice about the creation of them and that's what I'm really excited to talk about today um so let's get into it so DC has Superman right they're like oh Superman is doing fabulous but we need another superhero so this is when DC reaches out to gag cartoonist Mr. Bob Kane and asks him to design a new hero so Bob sketched out this hero in red tights uh he had like stiff wings uh that were like stuck to his back he had like a little tiny domino mask like the one robin wears um he was red and black and he, he kind of looked like a he kind of looked like superman um but he thought the character wasn't special enough which i would agree so he went and got input from one of his high school classmates um, Bill Finger. Bill liked to write, which again, we have like a, a Joe and Jerry situation where we have one, you know, two friends, one who's a writer, one who is an artist. This sounds like a match made in heaven for Joe and Jerry. It was. They had a great friendship, great relationship. It was awesome. Um, not so much the same with Bob and Bill. And I know that this is going to get confusing because we have, like, it's just so funny how this worked out. I mean, we have Joe and Jerry, and then we have Bob, Bill, Batman. So keep in mind, Bob Kane, who is an artist, Bill Finger, writer. Ta-da! Batman is the legend. Okay, so he goes to his friend Bill and is like, hi, I need some help. Help me make this look special. So Bill looked at it, and he was like... Okay, okay. His name is Batman. Let's let's batmatize this character. So he's the one who suggest who suggested the darker um, colors. So originally Batman was red and black, and Bill was like, no, no, no. Let's make him black and gray. And then he also gave him the cowl. So like. He took off the domino mask and gave him, like, a f almost a fully covered mask. Um, and then he showed him, like, the cape. Like, you know, Batman, He is he, if he's going to be flying around, he can't have, like, these giant stiff wings. And so he really helped transform the character of Batman and his appearance to the one who we love today. Um, 
So they got together and Bob was like, actually, Bill, you're a writer. Can you, like, would you want to work on this with me? So they sat down and they wrote. So they wrote a, like, little, like, sketch and a brief comic. Um, so Bob could take it to DC, which at the time it wasn't, I think it was National Publications, not DC, but what is now DC. So there was a verbal agreement between Bob of Bob and Bill of Bob saying, like, listen, I will do all the drawing and all the artwork and you will do the writing. And Bill's like, okay, great. So Bob went and created a meeting with the editor at the time, who was uh, Vin Sullivan. But he went without Bill. Like, Bill was the create, like, all, like helped create and wrote this together. And they, he, he went without him. Um, didn't even tell him. So, Sullivan loved it. I mean, who wouldn't love the story that they have? And he wanted to run Batman ASAP. And so, at that meeting, Bob negotiated a deal without Bill. So, when he went to this meeting, he didn't inform Vince Sullivan that there was another person who worked with him on this project. He let Vin Sullivan believe that he was the the sole creator of Batman, that he did it all. And hmm, that was not not the case at all. You're gonna be like in, in this episode, you're gonna hear me say like what? A lot because uh, I said I keep saying this because I just can't believe that this happened. So, Bill or Bob went to Bill and was like, "Hey, listen, DC loves this and they want to run it. Let's make, let's let's do this." And so Bill went and he did it. So Bill Finger wrote both the initial script for Batman's debut in Detective Comics issue number twenty-seven that came out in May of nineteen thirty-nine, and the second appearance of, uh, sorry, the second Batman appearance, um, while Bob Kane provided the art. The first issue was called The Case of the Chemical Syndicate. Okay, get this. So back in 1939, it cost only 10 cents for one comic, which is crazy because, like, right now, I, what, the uh, most common price is, like, three ninety nine for, a, like, a, a not including tax for a, uh, like, 24-page run or uh, issue. But, you know, inflation... But anyways, okay. So it sold for ten cents. Back in two thousand and ten, this issue sold for over one million dollars. For one, I want to know what kind of job you have to do to have one to have a million dollars to buy one comic book issue. Like, if I could get Amazing Fantasy issue number fourteen, that would be amazing. But I also don't have a million dollars to spend. Also, I might buy a house with that instead of a. A, a comic book, I don't know, but still, that is insane. So if you have, if your grandparents, friends, if you're out and about and you see DC Comics, go looking. And if you find DC issue 27 that was published in 1939, cha-ching, you are set for a little while at least. But, um, so I, I just thought that was crazy. Anyways. Batman was a hit, per usual, because this was an amazing story. And Bill Finger went to write many of the early Batman stories. He wrote mo uh, a numerous 
amount of these stories, he helped create over 1,500 Batman comic strips, contributing to the names of Bruce Wayne, Gotham City, Commissioner Gordon, Robert, uh, sorry, Rob, Robert, um, <laughs> my bad, Robin, Catwoman, the Batmobile, and the Batcave. Even the Joker. So, you know, Bill Finger wasn't, he didn't just help create the Batman. He helped create the Batman world that we love and know. I mean, that is huge. Um, okay, also, this is one of the reasons why he created Robin. So, this is a direct quote from Bill Finger. As I said, Batman was a combination of Fairbanks and Sherlock Holmes. Holmes had his Watson. The thing that bothered me was that Batman didn't have anyone to talk to, and he got a little tiresome always having him thinking. I found that as I went along, Batman needed a Watson to talk to. That's how Robin came to be. <laughs> That's just so wholesome. Like he, he wanted someone to like share that experience for Batman, so he didn't have to just like think in his head all the time. Because I mean, it, it makes sense. Superman had Lois Lane, which even though he couldn't confide in Lois Lane in his secret, he still had Clark Kent, who was able to have someone to talk to. And so, I love that. Um, so Bill Finger wrote anonymously, anonymously for sorry. Remember I told you I sometimes have speech problems. <laughs> That's one of them. He. Bill wrote anonymously for years until 1965. Holy schmoly. So that was almost 20 years that he wrote for Batman anonymously. What? Um, why? Okay. He did that until, until in 1965, he was speaking at an early comics convention and publicly said that he helped create Batman. So this was like the first time that he spoke out and said, yes, that one time when I helped create your beloved character, Bruce Wayne, and guess what? That pissed Bill Finger, or sorry, Bob Kane off. Bob did not like that. He was like, listen, you were supposed to be anonymous, and now you're spreading these these rumors saying that you helped me? Bullpucky. Um, but so yeah, that pissed Bob Kane off so much to the point where he wrote a letter denying all of Bill's claims. He basically called him a liar and said that he, being Bob Kane, was the sole creator of our Dark Knight and that Bill was so full of caca and that wasn't true. He called him a liar basically and he threw his friend under the bus, which is so heartbreaking. Like, I don't know how someone could do that. Like, Joey and Jerry, Joey, sorry, Joe and Jerry really made sure that each other got the credit that they deserved, that it wasn't just a one-man show. And Bob did the complete opposite. He made it the Bob and Batman show when it should have been Bob, Bill, and Batman, which just breaks me. Like, it's not, you can't even compare it to, like, when you're in in school and you have to do a project and you've everyone like a group project and everyone gets to put their name on all of your hard work. No, like, no, <laughs> I hate this so much. Like, why would you do that? But 
Moving on. So throughout the years, Bill Finger never pressed the issue. He never like really fought this, which I also find mind blowing. I don't know if it's because like he didn't like it was a verbal agreement, and he has like his writings that. Like, I, I don't know why he just didn't prove, like, no, look, like, this is what I did. Or I, I don't know why he didn't want to press it, but he didn't. And he actually continued working for DC. Uh, and he did co-create um, the first Green Lantern and got some acknowledgement for some of his writing uh, in the 60s. In the letter page of Batman issue 169, it featured him as the creator of the Riddler, which... I mean, I'm glad that he got some recognition, but that was one character out of the ton that he created. I mean, I can't say ton, but out of the many that he created. Um, very iconic, impactful characters. So, I mean, I'm glad to see him featured on one of the title pages, but it was for the Riddler and not for Batman. Not for all the, not for Joker, not for Robin. Um, but he also did some screenwrite work for movies as well. So Bill continued to work for DC for a while, did some screenwrite work. However, he still lived in poverty. Like he wasn't living a lavish lifestyle and he was still making things, um, meet. He was having a hard time making ends meet. There you go. Um, he was married twice and also divorced twice. He had one son with his first wife and his name was Frederick Finger, but would go by Fred. However, he unfortunately died um, of complications from AIDS. Um, I'm going to dive deeper into, well, not dive deeper, but we're going to talk about um, Bill Finger's death here shortly, but kind of just put that on the back burner for right now. Unfortunately, know that he did die. Rest in peace, my dear sweet Bill Finger, um, but we'll talk about that momentarily. Bill didn't have a ton of family. He had his two wives um, and then his one son who passed away. So trying to track down his relatives was fairly hard to do. And um, one person did it and his name was Mark Nobleman. And I'm going to also talk about him shortly. But he tracked down Edith Lynn Simmons, who was Bill's second wife. And Edith did an interview with Mark Nobleman about who Bill Finger was. And she said that he had a good sense of humor, that he was overall just a good person, that he was someone that would take his shirt off of his back to make sure others are taken care of. <laughs> Listen to this. How wholesome is this? He loved the ballet and going to shows. That's just like... That's, that's just so sweet. Uh, he was also very knowledgeable about the theater and movies and stuff, which makes sense because he was a screenwriter. Um, after Bill Finger passed away and when Tim Burton's Batman started to come out, uh, or when, like, she found out that it was, they were making a movie from, of Batman, Lynn really, really wanted to get Bill the credit that he deserved. She knew the story of Bob and Bill, but not a ton of people did. And so she wanted to fight to make sure that Bob got the recognition that he deserved. So her and her son, Steve Simmons, who would have been Bill's stepson, um, wanted Bill to get the credit. And they, they didn't want to have to sue. They didn't want to sue because they could care less about the money. They just wanted to make sure that Bill got a, 
a little bit of credit, which I think speaks volumes. Like if someone doesn't want to make money off of something, but they just want to to do the right thing, I think just says so much about her character and Bill Finger's character as well, because he also didn't like knowing that he died poor, he could have done so much more, I guess, to, to get that recognition. Um, but he didn't. And so Edith and her son fought. And so they contacted the big boys of Warner Brothers. Um, and Warner Brothers actually, they didn't deny that Bill didn't, that he deserved the credit. That they were like, yes, you are correct. Bill Finger does deserve this credit. But they didn't want to open up Pandora's box with Bob Kane because they were scared that DC would take their rights away for making the movie. And so they were like, they respectfully declined. So they were like, listen, we know that Bill Finger, he co-created it, but we're not going to acknowledge it. So that was that. Edith and Steve, they truly did try their hardest, but they just, you know, they, they felt like that they were at a dead end, and so they didn't pursue it anymore. Okay. This is where things get, like, super, what? And it uh, makes me so sad. So after Bill Finger passed away is when Bob Kane came out and he said the statement. Now that my longtime friend and collaborator is gone, I must admit that Bill never received the fame and recognition that he deserved. He was an unsung hero. Okay, let's just pause for a moment and like, <sighs> like you had the opportunity in the 60s to say this to your friend while he was alive, but no. He is now gone, and now you're going to give him the fame and say that he helped create Batman and that he's an unsung hero? Like, I'm sorry, you pushed him under that bus, and you were so... That, makes, oh, that just gives me an icky feeling. I don't like it. Um, He, by he, sorry, I mean Bob Kane did an interview, and in that interview, he stated that Bill was a huge part of Batman. Uh, yeah, he was. He was the writer. He helped you create the design. He helped you create the Batman world that we know. And now you're going to say it now that he's uh, passed away and can't speak for himself. <sighs> Bob Kane, my dude, you are not a nice person. And that's like not even the worst part of it. This quote even bothers me even more. And this is a direct quote from uh, direct quote from Bob Kane. I often tell my wife if I could go back 15 years before he died, I would like to say, "I'll put your name on it now. You deserve it." A what? <laughs> of course he deserves it. But again, oh my friend died. You know what? But if I could, I would go back in time. I'm a changed human. You deserve it. My dude, Bob, he deserved it way before you denied it and wrote this terrible letter calling him a liar. And it's because now that he died, like he admitted it after he died because he doesn't, he doesn't lose any money. Like he, he doesn't have to pay for that co-creation 
to Bill Finger. He died. He moved on. He doesn't have to do anything. And Bill does at that time was divorced when he died. So he doesn't have to pay anyone for that. I mean, the right thing to do would have paid Fred. Yes. But no, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not like I just, it bothers me so much. I'll put your name on it. You deserve it. <sighs> Bob Kane, you're not nice. Okay. So what makes me just so sad is that Bill died unrecognized. He died in 1974 at the age of 59. Like, in my opinion, that is still so young. And he died poor and not with a ton of things. While Bob died with everything. So, yes, um, Bob also died. I believe he died in... In 98. Um, but like his headstone too, that it really bothered me. So there was rumors that, um, Bill Finger, that he died in an unknown, like marked grave, um, which again, I'll go into details later, but so he didn't die with a ton of things, but Mr. Bob Kane over here had this giant, I don't want to say giant, but he had a headstone that was Robert Kane, a.k.a. Bob Kane. He was God-bestowed a dream upon Bob Kane, blessed with the divine inspiration and in, uh, imagination Bob created a legacy known as the Batman. Like, no. And then they went into like, detail about how, you know, Bob Kane is... Bob Kane. And, but that's just, that's who he was. He marched around. So many people said that he was an actor, that he, he liked the attention. I mean, he loved the attention, um, which was very not like Bill Finger. I watched a documentary and I'm going to talk about it at the end, but Mark Nobleman has dedicated so much of his life wanting to help get the, um, recognition that Bill Finger deserved. And so he has spent so much time researching and learning, and he's the one who interviewed um, Edith Lynn Simmons. Um, and through all of his tracking down people and learning stuff, he actually found out that Bill Finger had a granddaughter named Athena. And this kind of went over everyone's head because Bill's son, Fred, was known to be gay. Um, and people assumed that he never was going to get married and that because of the fact that he was gay and that he wouldn't have any children um, or that he didn't have any children. But it turns out that he was actually bisexual and he did have a daughter um, or he did have a child with a woman, uh, and her name is Athena Finger. And she is one of like the only family now of Bill Finger. And so Mark Nobleman did this really cool thing where he got to talk to her and he found her like from MySpace and he knew that he found the right one because her like MySpace, MySpace picture was of her her dog and she was like this is my dog Bruce Wayne like tell me that was tell me you're re you're related to B Bill Finger without telling me you're related to Bill Finger so that was super cool and so he met with her and you know they were able to talk and he learned more about Fred and he was able to tell her about Bill and learn more things um, about that but their biggest thing was that they wanted to 
he wanted to make sure that Bill got the recognition that he deserved. And also Athena was like, uh, yeah, but I don't know what to go from there. So they partnered up and they kicked butt. They hired a lawyer. Um, and again, it wasn't about the money. It was never about the money. It was wanting someone to be respected for the work that they did. And that is all. And I think that is like the simplest thing that you could do. So they fought and they fought. And Athena actually started receiving money from DC years later. Um, and then to the point where she was actually invited to start coming to premieres. So they started acknowledging the fact that Bill Finger was the co-creator to Batman. And they are doing that through Athena. Um, so back in 2012, when the Dark Knight Rises came out, um, DC emailed Athena, or sorry, Warner Brothers emailed Athena and were like, hey, sign this document so we could cut you a check. There was a catch. <laughs> There's always a catch. Um, that they were closing the door on Bill Finger. They wanted to quiet her. They said, listen, we paid you some money. Now let's stops so, like this document basically said that they weren't going to give credit to Bill Finger anymore, that they're going to leave it to Bob Kane and they're going to give her one large sum of money, large sum of money and call it good. That's like still not okay though. You're missing the point. It's again, it's not about money. I mean, it's greatly appreciated, but the fact that they still didn't want to give Bill Finger the acknowledgement was just baffling. So um, Bill Finger's contemporary artist uh, and writer Jerry Robinson, uh, who worked for Bob Kane from the beginning also said, Bill had more to do with the molding of Batman than Bob Kane did. So he came up and was like, listen, okay, things have gone on way too long. I'm speaking out, which I love. I wish they would have done it sooner, but I'm glad that he didn't. So Jerry Robinson really was like, listen, Bob Kane is getting all of this attention and all of this praise when it shouldn't be Bob. It should be Bill, because Bill was the foundation to Batman. And guys, they did it. Um, it finally happened in 2016 for the Batman versus Superman movie that came out. And on the bill, on, sorry, on the big screen, it said co-created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. They did it. And now he's always going to be credited for it. So that is to a huge thanks to Mark Nobleman and Athena Finger. And so Bill Finger only has two known relatives, which is Athena F uh, Finger and her son, um, which it was that's too long to be not recognized for your work, but I am so glad that they fought tirelessly. So he deserved the true credit that he did. Um, so going back to his death, uh, he died due to some complications. He had a couple heart attacks, um, and some other big words that I don't know how to pronounce. And I don't want to try to, to say them because I would probably look really silly. But, um, like I said, that there are rumors that Bill was buried in an unmarked field grave. Um, but in actuality, which I mean, 
Um, well, yeah, okay. But in actuality, uh, his body was claimed by his son, Fred, and he honored his wish um, to be cremated. So Bill already told Fred everything that he wanted to happen. And so he wanted to be cremated and to spread, <laughs> listen to this, and to spread his ashes in the shape of bat, of a bat on a beach in Oregon. So what Fred did was at the, like, right before the water comes up, he created the bat symbol and he put his ashes there and the waves came up and carried him away. Oh, uh, I, this story just breaks my heart. Um, but I really wanted to highlight uh, Mark Nobleman because he tracked down Bill's family. He played private investigator. Um, Kevin Smith said that uh, Mark is the Batman for um, Bill Finger. And it, I 100% agree. He did something that no one else could do. He tracked down Bill's family and helped Bill get the credit that he deserved. Um, he has a book out called Bill the Boy Wonder, uh, the secret co-creator of Batman, which talks about the life of Bill and everything that we discussed here into further detail. So if you're interested in that, um, it's on Amazon. That's something that I would like to purchase. I wish I would have gotten it sooner uh, or knew about this sooner because I think that would just been interesting for this. But maybe we'll have like, um, I'll, I'll hit back on it. I don't know. And then he also does uh, really cool TED Talks talking about this. Uh, and a lot of my notes from today come from the documentary on Hulu that's called Batman and Bill. And that premiered in 2007. That was a documentary by none the other Mark Nobleman as well. Um, the film explores the creation of the Batman and how Bob Kane <laughs> accepted as the sole creator. What a turd eater. And how Bill Finger was never credited for his work despite creating much of the Batman. Um, Mark Nobleman dedicated a large portion of his life to make this, uh, to make sure that Bill Finger got the acknowledgement and credit that he deserves, which I love. So, Check it out. Um, it's a lot about what I went over here, but it's like an hour and a half of um, interviews and uh, just talking about uh, the Bill and Bob Batman case that we did, which I just found extremely fascinating because I had no idea. So whenever you're reading Batman, whenever you watch Batman, please think about Bill Finger and how amazing his mind was to create what we have, the costume, the writing, and, you know, Bob Kane too, he did a lot of that as well. He, he did some work in there, but, um, the fact that he didn't give that credit to his so-called friend hurts my heart. And I still don't understand why <laughs> he would do that. Um, but you know, something that I, I did pick up from what Bob Kane said was that you know, Bill was the unsung hero. Granted, like, he was the unsung hero because Bob put him in that hole and covered him so he didn't have a voice. But there are so many unsung heroes in our world today. We have moms, grandparents, custodians, um, farmers. Shout out to my dad. He's a really cool farmer that doesn't get the recognition that he needs. So does my mom. And there's so many other people who just don't get the recognition that they need, who are those unsung heroes. 
Please know that I see you and I thank you for all of the work that you do. You are appreciated and you are valued. I am so sorry for anyone who has put in so much work and you do not get the credit that you deserve. You deserve it and I wish I could be like Mark Nobleman for everyone and help make sure that you get that credit and acknowledgement. Um, but if you hear this or if you're listening and if you know anyone who just doesn't get the credit that they deserve, really make sure that you fight for those people and that you help put them on that pedestal and let them shine because there is so much light in this dark world and that light will always outshine the darkness. And speaking of the darkness, let's move on to our ending quote for the day episode topic thingamabobber. All right, it is, the night is darkest just before the dawn, and I promise you, the dawn is coming. Harvey Dent, in, and that's from The Dark Knight. Um, I know that so many things can be dark, and our world could be so dark, but know that things will get better. I know that sounds super cliche, but I promise you, they do get better. Unfortunately, Mr. Bill Finger couldn't see his name on the screen, but all of us get to see that and recognize him. And just like you, the things are tough right now, but I promise you, you are tougher and things will get better. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time. Bye. We'll